Section 33 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Tatiana Chichilla. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Sigur. Vespers and Benedictions. The evening service usually consists of Vespers, Compline, and Benediction. The word Vespers signifies evening prayers. No one is positively obliged to be present at these offices, but good Catholics consider it a duty. Formerly, it was an obligation to assist at Vespers as well as at Mass. Vespers are usually composed of five psalms, a hymn, the Magnificat, and a prayer. After having recited the Pater Noster and Ave Maria in secret, the celebrant, standing and turned to the altar, makes the sign of the cross to show that our prayers have access to God only through the merits of Jesus Christ crucified, and sings at the same time these words, with which the divine office always commences. Deus in agitorium meum intende, O God, come to my assistance. It was Pope Gregory the Great, who, 1200 years ago, directed that this versicle, taken from the 69th Psalm, should be recited before each of the hours. It is followed by the Gloria Patri, or invocation to the Blessed Trinity, in whose honor the faithful assemble for prayer. Alleluia is a Hebrew word which signifies glory to God. As we do not wish to speak here of the psalms in detail, we shall only say that it is impossible to judge of the beauty of these holy canticles from ordinary translations in our prayer books. It is said that by being translated from the original Hebrew into the Latin tongue, much of their beauty has been lost, and a second translation deteriorates from them still more. Inspired by the Holy Ghost, and expressing the interior sentiments of Jesus Christ, of the Church, and of all faithful souls, the psalms, to the number of a hundred and fifty, form one of the most precious books of the Holy Scripture. Almost all were composed by the prophet King David, about a thousand years before the coming of the Savior. They are filled with sublime prophecies relating to the Son of God, who declared with his own divine lips that it was of him that David wrote in the Psalms. Vespers almost always commence with the psalm Dixit Dominus. This psalm, which Jesus Christ applied to himself in the hearing of the Pharisees, who desired to tempt him, foreshadows in a few verses the divinity, the incarnation, the priesthood, the almighty power, the reign, and the sufferings of the Savior. Many of the tunes to which the psalms are sung have been borrowed from the Greek chant and are of the greatest antiquity, and this beautiful and religious harmony is truly calculated to produce an impression truly worthy of the holiness of Christianity. And here we must repeat what we said of the High Mass. Psalms are not only prayers, they are prayers in song. They must be sung and not simply recited. It is a deplorable custom to have vespers and benediction without music, and one which robs these choral offices both of their interest and solemnity. All the psalms end with the doxology, which the ecclesiastics recite with uncovered head, and during which all should bend. This is a very ancient custom in the Christian church. It is attributed to the Pope St. Damasus, who lived in the 4th century, but it is greatly anterior to his pontificate. The antiphon consists of a few words intended to recall to the faithful the spirit of the mysteries celebrated in the liturgy. They are sung differently to the psalms to avoid monotony. Before the Magnificat comes a hymn, which is also intended to celebrate the Feast of the Day. In the Roman liturgy, the greater part of these hymns are sacred memorials of Christian antiquity, the poetic and religious inspiration of the popes, St. Gelasius, St. Damasus, St. Gregory the Great, of St. Ambrose, Bishop of Milan, and many other pontiffs and doctors of all centuries. Vespers end with a solemn chant of the Magnificat. This divine canticle, taken entirely from the Gospel, was recited for the first time by the Blessed Virgin herself on the day of her visitation to her cousin, St. Elizabeth. St. Bernard calls it the Canticle of Humility. 
for the Blessed Virgin, in answer to the praises addressed to her as the Mother of God, only spoke of her own lowliness, and of the mercy of God who had so magnified her. During the Magnificat, everyone stands, out of reverence for the words of the Gospel. The same rule is observed at Compline for the canticle Nunc Dimittis, also taken from the Gospel of St. Luke. After the first verses of the Magnificat, the altar is incensed, and also the priest, the ecclesiastics, and the faithful. Incense, which ever mounts in clouds of perfume up to heaven, is symbolical of prayer. Let my prayer, O Lord, be directed as incense in thy sight. The fire, without which incense cannot be used, is the symbol of the Holy Ghost, of Jesus Christ, without whom we cannot pray or gain access to God. The altar is incensed because it represents the divinity of Jesus Christ, and the priest, the ecclesiastics, and the congregation are incensed to honor Jesus Christ, who dwells within the members of his church in order to render them participants in his eternal life. And the priests are incensed a second time to honor also the divine priesthood of our Lord, in which they share by their sacred character. During this time, all should recollect themselves and renew their resolutions to be ever worthy of their holy vocation. Compline, Latin, con pleo, signifying completion of the prayers of an office, is composed, like Vespers, of some psalms, a hymn, and a canticle, and was instituted by St. Benedict in the 5th century to prepare his religious for the night's repose. The Roman Church considered this such a beautiful idea that she adopted it and made it a general rule. Compline terminates by an invocation to the Blessed Virgin, which varies according to the different religious epochs of the year. The principal, the Salve Regina, is a memorial of the Crusades, and was composed in the year 1096 by a celebrated French warrior named Aldemar de Monti, who, being consecrated to the service of God, and having become Bishop of Puy, took part as papal legate in the First Crusade. The evening office usually ends with benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, a devotion chiefly extended during the 16th century in order to make reparation to our Blessed Lord for all the blasphemy and sacrilegious outrages of those unhappy times against the Holy Sacrament. Benediction consists of some prayers sung, such as the Litany of the Blessed Virgin, and other prayers special to the feast that is celebrated, after which the tabernacle is opened and the Blessed Sacrament exposed in the midst of a certain number of lighted candles. Benediction may be given by simply exposing the holy ciborium in which Jesus Christ reposes, but in solemn benediction the monstrance is used, a sacred vessel in the form of a star, the center of which, being made of crystal, allows the blessed sacrament to be seen. Each one prostrates himself in the sacred presence of God. The priest incenses three times to honor the mystery of the blessed trinity, and then intones the tantum ergo sacramentum, composed by St. Thomas Aquinas in honor of the most holy sacrament. It is sung by the choir and followed by a prayer, after which the priest, being enveloped in a long white veil, symbolizing the perfect holiness of Jesus Christ, with which his minister should be clothed in order to approach him worthily, goes up to the altar, prostrates himself, takes the monstrance, and turns to the people. The ringing of the bell warns the congregation of the solemn moment, and our blessed Lord, present in the sacrament of his love, blesses his children himself. It is for this reason that the benediction is given in silence. In concluding this chapter, I would recommend my readers— not only to be present at the holy services of the church, but to join in them with reverence and devotion. May a constant remembrance of the presence of our dear Lord in the tabernacle keep them ever serious and recollected. May they carefully abstain from talking, yawning, making a noise, or looking about, and apply themselves with all their hearts to prayer. May they join their voices when they can in the music of the church, and thus give to all the good example of sanctifying those times and seasons which are consecrated to God. End of section 33